Hello, hello, welcome. This is the I Have No Idea What I'm Doing podcast, also known as the African Women in Biz podcast, a show that helps African women at the start of their entrepreneurship journey reach their business, money, and life goals faster. I'm your host, Paula Rogo, recording here from Nairobi, Kenya. But let me be honest, let me keep it real. I am very much ready to catch a flight somewhere else. I am ready to travel and COVID is just not letting me do that. But then I'm very happy to be here and connecting with you guys for another week of this show. So welcome again and thank you for being here. Now, this week, we're talking about the power of building a community around your business and how learning to serve your community can really serve your business. But first, I want to point out that tomorrow, Wednesday, September 30th, is International Podcast Day. Yes, yes, yes. This is a day when podcasters from around the world get to celebrate themselves. And it's also a day when podcast lovers like you get to also celebrate your favorite podcasts. If this podcast, the one you're listening to right now, is a must-listen or a favorite, I'd really appreciate if you'd celebrate it alongside other podcasts that you love. Last week, I was working with a client and we were talking about how podcasts don't have a like button or a comment section per se. For many of us, we don't even know how many people are subscribed to our podcast. There's some issues there around analytics. So sometimes we can put content out in the world and, well, we don't know how it's being received. Sometimes I, especially in a, for a very vulnerable episode, I'll put it out there and it'll be crickets. <laughs> um, and so that's why I'm always so excited when someone takes the time to send a message or tweet me or just make an Instagram comment because it means a lot to hear that the work I'm doing or for any podcaster, the work that we're doing is reaching someone and is connecting with someone. So here is a chance tomorrow on Wednesday 30th to show your favorite podcast some of that love. And honestly, and uh, no shame, I'd love to be one of the podcasters that receive some of that love. So go ahead, use the hashtag International Podcast Day, tag me, and just sort of list all the podcasters that, and podcasts that you listen to and you love. I think it will be really awesome to celebrate with you um, on International Podcast Day. So thank you for that. Now to this week's guest. I am extremely excited to be talking about community with the one and only Lulu Kitololo. Now, Lulu is a Kenyan artist and designer who is the owner and creative director of Lulu Kitololo Studio. The studio designs stationery and lifestyle products, murals, branding, and publications that showcase Lulu's unique hand-drawn illustrative style. Many of you might have actually run into Lulu way, way, way before Lulu Kitololo Studios. In fact, she has had her African and Afro-focused creative blog, Afrilove, for many, many years. 
She also runs communities of women, including the AfriLove Women Facebook group of almost 800 women, and I am a member of that. And until recently, the AfriLove Connection Club, which was a women's business club. Plus, she hosts a twice annual festival for creatives here in Nairobi called the AfriLove Festival. I'm sure many of you have been to that. So Lulu does a lot. Lulu's creative prowess is to be admired, but I personally think that she is a superstar, yes, a superstar, for many businesswomen here in Nairobi who admire her creative skill, but also her astute business sense. Having recently passed her 10-year anniversary of being her own business, Lulu definitely pushes back on the idea that creatives are instinctively bad at business. And one of the ways Lulu has remained on top for this long is through her efforts in building community around African women and creativity. If you have yet to build a community around your business and your brand, you'll want to hear Lulu's take, but you'll also want to hear her results. Now, Lulu was one of those interviews that I carried out over a year ago. Yes, this is one of those. So she has been generous enough to speak with me again some weeks ago to update me on how she has thrived during the last year and especially around COVID-19. So you're essentially going to hear two interviews, one with Lulu last year and one with Lulu from just a few weeks ago. And in this episode, we'll also talk about showing up authentically, being discerning about what works for your business, being creative and sustainable, and how Lulu has moved some of her services to digital. And so here's my first interview with Lulu. But there's so many aspects to what you do. And so, and the AfriLove sort of family. <laughs> so if you can talk to me about AfriLove, how it all came together, yeah. and how you started your business. Okay, yeah. sure. So um, in 2009, I left employment. Like I'd, I'd had enough and I was like, I want to do my own thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in retrospect, it wasn't very planned out. <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't, I hadn't, you know, thought about it and planned for it for years. I just knew that I needed um, something different. Okay. And so I was there self-employed trying to get um, design projects and one of the things I'd really missed in, in during employment was blogging. I used to blog a lot before in, in university and everything, and I really missed that. And another thing, at the time I was living in the UK and I was really interested in African arts, design, culture, and I was discovering all these things from all over the continent. And I wanted a space to share because people would come to me like they're like, oh, do you know what's happening this week? Or, you know, do you know what I should check out? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I decided, OK, let me create a blog and share all these things that you've just been picking up in general. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And and that's how Afrilove originally started as a blog just for me, just for fun, mm-hmm. um, just an outlet, mm-hmm. um, if you like. So after a year of self-employment, I then went into business with a friend. We started a um, essentially a communications um, agency, mm-hmm. um, a, a virtual one at the time. And um, that lasted for a few years. 
until the partnership ended. Mm-hmm. And so I was at a point where I was sort of starting again mm-hmm. and um, this time starting out on my own and just thinking, okay, so here's an opportunity to do things afresh. Mm-hmm. What do I want to do? Mm-hmm. And at that time, I remember Afilove had been kind of generating some traction. We had a good readership. And I started to think, okay, can this be incorporated into my business some more? Or do I call my business Afrilove? So there's that, um, yeah, like um, dilemma, you know, what is my business going to be called? Mm -hmm. What is it going to be about? Mm -hmm. Um, In the end, I chose to... Um, name my business after me, Lulu Kitololo Studio, mm-hmm. um, because it was actually the easiest name because it just, you know, I'm the one doing all these things. So yeah. this is the easiest way to kind of have an umbrella yeah. um, over everything. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so what do you do at the studio? What okay. does the studio do? Yeah. Sure. Um, so I like to start with, I guess, the aim <laughs> or the thing that ties everything together. So um, it's all about inspiring people to embrace creativity in whether it's in designing their businesses or their lives. So we we do brand consulting. Um, we create a line of stationery and lifestyle goods with our hand-drawn illustrations on them. Mm-hmm. Um, we run a festival. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, with a friend, I also started a business club yes, which for I'm women. In, yes. Which I'm in. Exactly. Happy Life Connection Club. <laughs> yes. Um, and so, and all of these, I guess, in the last two years have popped up. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So the brand consulting is something I was doing before. Mm-hmm. The products is something I started to explore before mm-hmm. but really the last two years has have been the the yeah the chunk of of kind of generating and 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 building these things yeah yeah so in my mind you mm-hmm. have so there's the studio mm-hmm. there's the afri love connection club mm-hmm. which is the women's business club yes there's the soulful branding online course yeah yeah which is a branding course you do online. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's the Afri Love Women Community. Yes. And then there's the Afri Love Festival, which yes. is now a two times a year festival. Yes. So that's one, two, three, four, <laughs> five things. Yeah. That are all generating business yeah. in their own way. Yeah. So would you say you have five businesses? Oh gosh. Would you say that there are what it's five aspects to one business? Um I would like to think of them as five aspects to one business. This is a challenge for me because I I get too excited and then I, I, you know, do too many things. So I'm trying to really streamline everything. Mm So um, I feel love has kind of become an umbrella for a lot of those things. Mm -hmm. Um, So if anything, I would say I had two businesses where one is... um, the women's business community, and then one is everything else. Everything else. Okay, great. I really wanted to talk to you today about community. Yes. Because um, just from my experience of working with you, you have a really great community Thank around uh, Afri Love and just around even your studio. That has obviously been built over time. Yes. So can you talk to me a little bit about... And I know you never, when you first started it, I doubt you were thinking it's for the business, right? <laughs> yep. Um, so what are the benefits of having the community? Sure. Yeah. Sure. And how big is it as well? Um, so, I mean, if we think of the Afri Love Women community, which um, lives in a Facebook group. Um, so we're now, I think, almost 700 women mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. Um, from all over. Mm-hmm. So I started it. 
around two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. And again, I started because I wanted that space for myself. Yeah. Um, at the time, I was still living in the UK. And, you know, while I was part of great communities of women, I wanted one that was specifically for African women. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so it was quite selfish. I, I wanted that space personally for yeah. me. Yeah. And so I'd been thinking for a while, oh, you know, it'd be great to start one. And you know how you overthink and you you, you kind of put it on the back burner. Mm-hmm. And then one day, and, and I think at the time I was, I was, I think, eight and a half months pregnant or something. <laughs> yeah. And so I was kind of winding down and... I couldn't sleep mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was one of those middle of the night things. I know, I'll just start a Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Um and that's how it started. Yeah. Um so and and the premise was or is um it's for African women um who are creative and and you know in the broader sense and as interested in professional excellence as mm-hmm. they are in in trying to take good care of themselves. Yeah. 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 So that was the premise. Mm-hmm. And that's how I started. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, it just exceeded my expectations in terms of um, people kind of joining and being really engaged mm-hmm. um, that I didn't expect. Yeah that yeah. you know right off the bat yeah. yeah first of all how has your business yeah. benefited yeah. from having this community sure yeah so um and again like i i didn't have this intention when i started but it's been really interesting you know um the women who've joined mm-hmm. are my target audience mm-hmm. um so it's allowed me to really get to know my target audience in an intimate way um it's allowed me to build genuine relationships mm-hmm. with people in my target audience and you know the whole um get to know like trust you know that's happened kind of naturally mm-hmm. and explain um, that for people who okay don't know sure yeah. sure so you know the theory is for people to buy into your business, um, they have to get to know you. Once they get to know you, they they hopefully get to like you. And once they like you, um, they get to trust you. So it's it's like like any relationship, you know, it needs mm-hmm. time and nurturing. Mm-hmm. And it's at that point where you've kind of gotten them to know, like and trust you mm-hmm. that they're happy to part with their money to either buy your products right. or um, sign up for your services. Right. Excellent. Right. Yeah. So I think the the community has been a great way to do all of that, and in an environment that's not salesy, yeah. that there's no pressure that you yeah. know at some point I'm gonna have to mm-hmm. buy something. Right. So um, that's been like yeah a huge benefit that I didn't even anticipate. So do you get a lot of referrals from the community, or even people within the community reaching out? to work with you yes yeah. and even um, if we think of the business club the Afri Love Connection Club and the festival Afri Love Fest those are essentially spin-offs from the community you know um, in part they emerged from me observing what people were talking about what they were expressing they needed or wanted mm-hmm. and and indeed once those things were launched um, there was a lot of uptake from people in the community yeah yeah no, I'm also thinking it keeps you top of mind because I'm part of that community. <laughs> and anytime someone is like, I need a designer, I need this, I'm like, Lulu. Yeah. I need <laughs> Lulu, right? Yes. Um, how important is it to stay consistent? And how do you stay consistent? <laughs> yeah. Sure. I think it's really crucial yeah. to stay consistent. And partly just because nowadays we have. 
um, so much information everywhere. Um, you know, for somebody to keep coming back to your space, mm-hmm. um, you have to give them a reason. Mm-hmm. And and so, yeah, consistently putting out um, valuable, interesting content mm-hmm. Is, is key, I think. Yeah. How do I sustain it? Um, I mean, first of all, is just making it a priority yeah. and, and remembering why I'm doing this and what the benefit is. Mm-hmm. And sure, like, you know, life isn't perfect. So yes. <laughs> sometimes, you know, that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think also really important in building a community is creating a space where um, your members feel... Um, comfortable and um, feel ha- have some kind of sense of ownership mm-hmm. so that they're not depending on you for everything yeah and and so that's something that has happened and I mean the first time I remember it was um, near the beginning mm-hmm. um, you know I'd been consistent and then I think baby happened and stuff yeah. and then after a few weeks I was like oh no you know um, I hope you know people haven't fallen off and I went into the group and there were all these conversations that were happening without me and I was like this is amazing and I'm so happy Mm -hmm. um, because it also takes a bit of the pressure off so yeah creating a space where people feel comfortable to engage without always needing you to prompt them yeah um, helps with the sustainability of the place yeah okay great so what are like the key characteristics and you've sort of hinted at them mm-hmm. that make up a good community. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think it's really important to have a clear purpose. Mm-hmm. Um so that yeah, everything you do, you know, it's 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 anchored to something and and you know, for somebody who's maybe thinking of joining, um you can be you can articulate to them very clearly like this is why or this is what you're going to get out of mm-hmm. being a part of this thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important. Um, I mentioned a bit before about um, creating a space um, that allows members to be heard Mm -hmm. or seen, um, being open to their ideas and feedback. And so you can be, you know, kind of flexible and, you know, you evolve with the needs of your community. Um, And yeah, that thing about regularly and consistently creating valuable content and to keep innovating and bringing fresh things so that people have a reason to keep coming back and and they feel satisfied and fulfilled from being there. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say, for example, Mm -hmm. I'm thinking I would like to start a community for myself. Yeah. Where do I start? Okay. All right. Yeah. Good good question. Um, So I think if you're like me, you know, we tend to overthink things Mm -hmm. and think we have to have these elaborate plans Mm and... That's me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Before we start anything. And, And when it comes to community, I think the first thing to do is just connect with the people you'd want in your community so connect in whatever way it might be in real life or maybe you've met them in different spaces so just keep engaging with them and Mm -hmm. and connecting with them and and build that kind of one-on-one relationship yeah and then when it comes to the point where you're ready with whatever form your community takes when you know you can invite them and Mm -hmm. you already have that relationship with them Mm -hmm. so you know they're likely to come on board yeah so yeah just connect with people in whatever shape or form that and takes. Start. Yeah. And just start. By yeah, the way, exactly. That's a big one for me. But I think also, and maybe you can speak to this, there's an authenticity behind what you do. How do you make sure you stay authentic to 
so people can you know know you and then connect with you and then eventually buy from you yeah. i get you yeah. um i think it's just just be yourself um and i think growing up i and i don't know if it was the same for you you know business was this thing mm-hmm. over there mm-hmm. you know and you and have to dress a certain way <laughs> and you have to talk a certain way and yeah. you have to be a certain way and I think just realizing that no we're just people mm-hmm. um and just be yourself yeah. you know don't feel like you have to create some some different personality mm-hmm. you know for this space and I think that's what it is just being myself and not you know thinking about oh how are people going to you know what what are they going to think yeah. of me or whatever yeah. um just be yourself yeah, yeah. So how would you describe your brand? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um so it's really big on creativity. Um it's very rooted in um my African heritage. Um it's so it's about like celebrating who I am um but trying to do that in new fresh ways, you know, um make people you know think a little bit or or learn something um joyful is is a word that i like to use and and it's kind of a um a compass mm-hmm. so you know just trying to make sure in everything that we do where we're helping people feel joyful yeah um and inspired yeah, yeah. excellent yeah. what advice would you then give yourself uh-huh when you were first starting specifically Lulukitololo studio because mm-hmm. that's for you that's where the business was right? yeah um that yeah in that first year what advice would you give yourself i think i would um i would advise myself to take time mm-hmm. to really think about why my why and my goals for like the next few years um so that i can use those things as a compass when it comes to say being discriminating about the opportunities that i take on okay yeah so that's something that it's a work in progress yeah. but yeah i think if if knowing what i know now yeah. if i was starting again i would really take that time and not feel the pressure to kind of jump into action yeah. um because you know the bills and this and that yeah, and, yeah. i appreciate that cuz especially this year for me i mm-hmm. felt like a headless chicken mm-hmm. um so i appreciate that because what basically what you're saying is i don't know do you have a five year plan or So um 10 year plan <laughs> or you have like a future plan yeah and i think 3 years is is a realistic like 3 okay. years is you know something you can kind of um conceptualize yeah. that's okay. realistic yeah cuz i'm like 510 yeah that's yeah. that's yeah you have no yeah i think 3 years is a good yeah is a good number and so yeah. i guess what you're saying is from that 3 years i can then make decisions today because I know what's happening 3 years from now. Exactly. Okay, exactly. Yeah. Cuz I don't know if you're like me, I get so excited. You know, there's so many interesting and exciting opportunities that yeah. come back yeah. come up, come come to you but they're not necessarily taking you towards 
where you want to go. And, like, they're fun for now. Yeah. yeah. Or you, yeah. you wake up in the middle of working on them and yeah. you're like, why? Why am I doing Why yeah, am I, I doing, doing this? this? It has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> exactly. What? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it just happened a lot lately. <laughs> I relate. And yeah. it still happens to me every now and again. And it's just, it's hard. Okay. I think when you're when you are just passionate about things mm-hmm. and um, it's hard sometimes to be like, nope. Yeah. This, only this. And when you just want to start. Yeah. yeah. What is next for you and Afri Love mm-hmm. um, um, in, say, the next year or so? So um, I am, you know, wanting to be a lot more business-minded, if you like. Um, so those, some of those things that I was saying about, you know, just being more discriminating about what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And it's to really ensure the sustainability of the things that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's some aspects of my business that I feel are, are less sustainable than others. Mm-hmm. So really trying to do the work and and set set up set things up in a way to to make the sustainable things really pick up and and get to the point where they are yeah um you know yeah because you can start something and then yeah. realize the business mm. of it mm-hmm. especially when you're in a sort of creative space mm-hmm. it's like yes it's good mm-hmm. and then you realize is does this make business sense exactly and what I love about talking with you Lulu especially um, and we've had talks before mm-hmm. um even at the Afri Love Fest last year, mm-hmm. was about sort of the business of being creative, yeah. right? It yeah. is a business. It is. At the end of the day, yes. right? And so how do you then balance being creative mm. and doing the good work, mm-hmm. but also being sustainable? Exactly. Um, so I assume you're always evolving and changing and yeah. cutting yeah. and starting. Yeah. And, yeah, and the cutting is the hard part. Like, you know, and, and sometimes... Like I have a mentor who's great at delivering that tough love because for me, you know, all these things are my babies and I can't like leave one of my babies. But sometimes it's having an outside perspective, you know, somebody just telling you, look, that's not making sense. Mm. Um, And if you want to achieve these things you say you want to achieve, you have to just let that go or um, change that or so. um, Yeah. So I think that's my priority for the next year, just being really brutal and and just streamlining yeah. and um just remembering the bigger picture and you know like at the point where everything is running itself you yeah. know maybe i can come back to these things that um excite me and yeah, and yeah. in in editing since writing is my background we call mm-hmm. it kill your darlings kill you your darlings yeah, that one thing you're just like it's so good but it yeah. doesn't make sense for yeah. for what the article is or what you're writing right Got sometimes you. you just have to Cut things (laughs) for the better thing, for the better bit. Um, Last question Mm -hmm. is, um, how do you see yourself as a businesswoman? (laughs) Or do you see yourself as a creative? And I know it evolves over time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like to think of myself as a business or like, yeah, I'm, I'm, ah, this question. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, I would like to see myself as a businesswoman. Yeah. Um, and it's just like you said, you know, there's this, this, um, I, I hate it when, when creatives are like, oh, but, but I'm no good with numbers mm-hmm. or I'm no, you know, I want creatives to embrace that you can be both, you mm-hmm. know, you can be a creative 
and a good business person at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I think because it's this narrative that is out there, we buy into it, but mm-hmm. we don't need to, you know, we can change that narrative. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I, I like to think of myself as both. Yeah. yeah. If your work makes money, right. it's a business. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's right. A business. Right. <laughs> You can be creative and a good business person at the same time. Yes, to that quote. I love that. That is so true. And I hope it's encouragement to you creatives who are listening to this episode. Now, like I said, that was Lulu talking to me in a studio in 2019, long before COVID-19 hit any of us. And so I called her up again on Zoom a few weeks ago, and she updated me on some of the things that were happening to her. And remember what she said about the benefits of community? In this next part of the interview, I want you to pay close attention to how that same community has worked for her during the pandemic, a time when most businesses are, to be honest, scrambling. So how has Lulu been coping in the last year? That was my first question to her. Yeah, um, it's like in the year that we've spoken, 10 years have happened. Yes. <laughs> oh my, it's, it's, been, it's been a time for sure. Um, you know, when, when, you know, COVID was first announced in Kenya, um, I started, you know, quickly thinking, okay, what does this mean? Um, you know, um, what do I need to reconsider? Um, what do I need to change? And it's funny because some of the some of the priorities that we I'd kind of decided on for my business in December actually of last year, uh-huh. um, all of a sudden, you know, couldn't work anymore. So okay. some of the the income streams that you know I have for my business just didn't make sense anymore. And 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 those were ones that were really around events or yeah. um, work that involves people coming together. So, you know, quickly I was like, okay, so the plan has to change and what is that going, going to look like? And it's funny because, for instance, the Soulful Branding course that I've been running for a little over three years uh-huh. was something that I really didn't want to focus on this year. Uh-huh. Um, but all of a sudden I was thinking, okay, let me revisit it. What can I do with it? Um, you know, how can I kind of bring it back on the table? So there was a lot of that, like just shifting gears. Um, I'm really grateful that, you know, as a studio, we've been super busy during this time, Um, you know, sometimes almost too busy. Um, So I'm really grateful that that has, has, has been happening. So, you know, you know, I still have my my full team on board, you know, everybody's still on their full salaries. Right. Um, so I'm really, really happy about that. And excited, you know, we've, we've created new things in this time. So mm. for instance, you know, thinking about the course, um, it then led me to an idea of, of creating an online membership. Um, mm. Because as we spoke about, you know, community is such a big thing for me. And, you know, how... I started to think, okay, how can I continue to um, foster community and, and grow community, even though it's not possible to do that in real life anymore, or, yeah. you know, at least for the foreseeable um, future. 
So, um, so yeah, so that, that kind of sparked this new idea for an online membership for creatives specifically, mm-hmm. um, which has been such a great experience, both in terms of bringing it to life, in terms of the, the, the creatives who've come on board, really inspiring and um, diverse, a diverse group of people, um, you know, across the world, which is like another amazing thing. So, you know, we have people in the US, in New Zealand, um, and everywhere in between. Mm. So, that's been really good, you know, um, and positive in this time when, um, yeah, you know, there's potentially lots to, to lots of not so positive things going on, let's say. Um, yeah. So it's been, it's been, it's actually, if I, you know, reflecting back on the past five months has it been, um, it's been a really, um, exciting time, um, lots of clarity, um, lots of ideas, and and I'm really grateful for that. When you say clarity, what do you mean yeah. by that? So I think, you know, at the beginning when everyone was just, you know, like panicking and thinking, what are we going to do? What's going to happen? Everything is so uncertain. And, you know, add the additional kind of personal obligations. I have a young son and, you know, schools were closed. So I was juggling a lot more than I was before. And so, you know, in that kind of, it's like a pressure cooker situation where you're really forced to think about what's important. And, you know, I was really forced to like check in with my purpose again and um, like really declutter, you know, declutter my mind, declutter what I'm doing, um, like declutter in every sense. And so when you do that, you become so clear on, you know, what's most important, what do I really want to do? What impact do I really want to have? So I think that's, that's kind of what brought that clarity for me. And I think that's like a thread that I've heard from many entrepreneurs during this time, some have called it um, cutting the fat, others have mm. called it, you've said decluttering. It's just, I think it's, it's well, how you said it, it's just being super clear about your purpose because yeah. there's just no room <laughs> to have any yeah. extra on board um, at all. And, exactly. and bear with me as I try to figure out how, what, what I'm asking here. Um, Okay. You're talking about, um, you know, things had gone really great. Um, I'm, I'm excited to hear that uh, business still continued as usual and more during this time, mm-hmm. um, even though you mm-hmm. had to pivot with a lot of other things, like, uh, especially around your live events or, 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 or business that involves gatherings. Um, yeah. because there, there has been a sense of like doom and gloom around business. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. um, it's nice to hear um, mm-hmm. that things are still happening. <laughs> I don't know if that makes yeah. sense. Like things are still yes. going and can work for some people. Um, yes. Why do you think um, mm. things are still, things are going well for you? 
Um, yeah, I, I get you. It's, it's so interesting because sometimes I, I, I sit and try and figure it out myself. Um, and, you know, um, like a friend of mine asked me once, yeah, what, you know, why do you think that is? Um, and so, so some of my, my inklings, if you like, um, it's one is down to like the community that you grow around your business and, and the net, network. Mm. Um, because, you know, a lot of, client projects have, have come from that, um, network and community. So, you know, a lot of people that I've worked with in the past or, um, people who have been following our work, you know, that's, that's been like a great lead generator in terms of commissions. Um, I think also it's, it's down to like really, and I know I'm, I might say purpose a lot this, this in this time together, but yeah, just being really clear about your purpose and, and letting that shape your brand, yeah. you know, being really clear about your brand and showing up, you know, in, with that clarity. Um, so that's, I think that's, that's also been another factor. Um, and, you know, brands, you know, they take time to establish. So, you know, I feel like it's also all the work I've, I did before COVID that is now kind of um, helping us get through COVID. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. I don't know. That makes me excited. It's like, <laughs> yes, this work, it like, it adds up, you know, sometimes yeah. you're like, man, showing up because <laughs> we talk yeah. about showing up consistently for your audience um mm-hmm. which is it's it's hard work to be consistent and to offer quality to them but i think this is a a direct result of that work that you have done and i think that connects really really beautifully okay. how is your community doing during covid and how were you able to show up for them during this time? I observed there's a lot of introspection going on. And um, in a sense, people getting back to the basics of taking better care of themselves. Um, you know, so I, I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like the community around me, everyone is, is yeah, just trying to, to find a way that where they're living a life where yes, they're ambitious and, you know, working hard on their careers, but they're also really starting to pay attention to their wellness and making sure that is as well taken care of as their career. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's something I've been noticing. And then, yeah, just a lot of people also like um, decluttering and, you know, reviewing what they're doing and why and and kind of just desiring to put in motion those things they've said they've always wanted to do but never get around to them. Um, you know, that they're finally actually taking proper steps towards them. So that's like, and, and it's, it's, you know, um, that's my experience of my community and it's really encouraging because we're all on this on a similar journey we're all like committed to this growth um and i think that really helps to to deal with all the things that are going on in our world that aren't so great you know it's like we are not going to be victims of our situation what can we do for ourselves um to, to to move forward to what we desire 
Um, you mentioned uh, your soulful branding course, which is a digital course around branding. Yeah. And yeah. you also mentioned a membership site that you recently launched. Um, uh-huh. For those who are like, what is a membership site? Can you <laughs> explain to them what that is and what your membership site is about as well? Sure, sure, sure. Um, so it's called Free to Create. And um, it's for creatives who want to thrive. You can think of it as a community where um, I, I share learning resources, um, but it's really about guiding people um, through, through steps that can take them closer to where they want to be. In this, in this case, you know, to have a thriving creative business where you're doing what you love, you have systems in place to facilitate that, um, you know, you're, you're making the money you desire to make. Um, yeah, you can, you can, you can really free your creativity because what, what, what I've experienced and what I've observed as a creative, you know, we, we start off with these great ambitions and we, we love our craft, but when we don't pay attention to building a business, you know, we get to points where we're burnt out, we're not making enough money. Um, and, and ultimately we even lose the joy for our craft because, you know, all these things aren't fitting together. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, this, this past June, I celebrated 10 years of running my own creative business. And, you know, it was, it was a time of lots of reflection. And in that reflection, I realized, you know, all the things I wish I knew 10 years ago, uh, you know, all the things I could have done better. Um, and, and so, you know, one of my things in life is just sharing everything I learn with as many people, you know, as possible. And so I wanted to bring my experiences um, doing this, you know, running a creative business. I wanted to bring my mistakes so people can avoid them and all the tools that I've either learned or created, you know, along that journey that have help me do things better. I wanted to bring all of that um, to to my community of other creatives. Mm -hmm. And so that's what kind of inspired the membership. And, you know, a website, a membership site was, you know, the obvious choice because yes, we can't can't get together in real life and, um, but we can have this online hub, if you like, where, People can access learning, people can exchange, um, people can support each other, cheer each other on. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, we all are like-minded. We're all working towards like, a, you know, um, similar goals and yeah, it just, yeah. And, and I think this, I think the membership site sounds amazing. It's, it sounds almost like Lulu went through 10 years of mistakes so you don't have to. <laughs> exactly. I love that. That should be my tagline. Um. Can you give me a sample of what one can experience in the membership site? Um, sure, sure. Um, so there's the learning content. Um, there's, there's a community space where, you know, you can network with each other. Um, and then we have 
four calls a month where, you know, we get on a, a Zoom call and um, some of them are co-working sessions where it's just about kind of having your head down, but with the accountability of others doing it with you. Um, but most of them are more Q&A or brainstorming sessions where, you know, people will bring up material from 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 the membership that maybe they're stuck on or you know they need some critique on or some advice from 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 the wider group mm-hmm. but um to give you an a, a kind of taste of specifics um so for instance um one of the things that i become really diligent um in doing for my business is you know setting really specific goals and tracking them weekly mm-hmm. And so I created like a a tool, like a template that, you know, that helps me do this. And I've shared that with the members. So like just helping them customize that, you know, what, what things are you going to be tracking your business? Um, and, and how can you use that information? Um, you know, either to, to change the way you do things or to do more of certain things or just to have like an, an appreciation of numbers. Um, you know, even though it's not all monetary based, you know, just to have an appreciation of, of goal setting targets, numbers. Um, so that's like a really practical thing, um, that's included in the membership. Um, and then another thing that's a big focus is, um, content creation because that's how we grow our audiences that's how we grow our communities and i know from my own experience and just also from observing so many business women that content is often something that we um deprioritize we we think oh you know yeah it would be nice it would be nice to do that but i don't have time right now I'll get to it one day when actually like you know i think it has to be a top priority in our businesses mm-hmm. and I've witnessed for myself this year alone during Corona, like those first few months of Corona, I realized we were getting a lot of our revenue, you know, from Instagram, Mm. from people, you know, getting in touch and and following us on Instagram. And so I realized I needed to prioritize that. And like, I, I, I created some systems for myself to do that. And I did it, you know, very diligently. And, you know, the results in three months were, really, really good. And so I realized, okay, you know, previously I wasn't prioritizing this, but when I do, these are the results. So clearly, um, yeah, just so kind of sharing that with everyone that we really need to prioritize, um, our content and whatever form that takes, you know, there are so many ways to, to create content that serves your audience. Um, but it has to be a priority. Yeah. Lulu, when is your next intake for um, more uh, members to your membership site? So our next intake is in in December, but we have a waiting list. And if you're on the waiting list, you can get sneak peeks um, and, and, you know, um, you can get a bit of content that can, can get you, yeah, get you going, um, you know, on the things that we cover. Okay, great. And I'm going to share a link to that and you can go check out um, the website around it and that will be really, really awesome. Um, yeah. And like I'd mentioned, there is a segment that <laughs> I recently started 
called mm-hmm. I Know What I'm Doing. And it's mm-hmm. a chance for you, Lulu, to talk about something that you're great at doing unabashedly. And so if I was to ask Lulu, what is one thing you're great at doing? Um, uh-huh. How would you respond to that question? Mm-hmm. I love this question. Um, so I think the one thing I would say is, Oh, rather the first thing that comes to mind is um, coming up with ideas and then bringing them to life. Yeah. So obviously this works quite well for my line of business. Um, but really like, yeah, I just, um, it, it, it applies in so many other aspects of my life. Um, you know, I'll come up, I, I get really excited coming up with ideas. Like seriously, that that's something that I could sit and, you know, be totally in flow, enjoying that. Like when people talk about creative block, it's not something that <laughs> I've experienced. <laughs> <laughs> have you always been, have you always been like this? As far as you can remember someone who not only came up with um, ideas, or always had ideas flowing, but was able to then execute them to what you imagined. I think so. I think so. Cause I remember some, some things from my childhood. So for instance, how, you know, my, my siblings were much older than me. So, you know, it was as if I, I grew up as an only child. And so I would find ways to entertain myself. And I remember, I always remember my dad always used to say, you know, only boring people get bored. And so I totally took that on board and I would just make up things for, 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 for myself to do. So yeah, I would, um, create vehicles for my dolls or um i would come up with ideas for performances you know to, to perform in front of my family so i'd like come up with the idea and do it and actually some of my oldest friends so people i was in primary school with mm-hmm. um recently reminded me about how i, I at one point i decided i was going to create a magazine oh. and uh, <laughs> And I would go to my dad's office on Saturday mornings to use the typewriter because that was before computers were everywhere. (laughs) And and I'd like type up my stories and illustrate them and then go downstairs to the copy shop and like make photocopies of them and staple them together. And then on Monday, I'd go to school and like hand them to my friends. And people actually have copies still. This is what like... Yeah, this is more than 20 years ago. <laughs> we were creating oh. content even then. <laughs> imagine, imagine. I imagine. Like, I think often it's just, you know, as I'm, as I'm doing other things, so I might be reading or watching something or having a conversation with somebody and, and something will just, like, jump into my head. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that. Um, and in terms of deciding, <laughs> so <laughs> so previously, I think I used to try and 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 follow through with too many things, but I realized quickly that wasn't it wasn't sustainable, and so um, I actually created a um, it's, it's I can call it a tool for myself. I call it an opportunity checklist, and it's 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 available for everyone. Um, it's, it's part of my check-in with your purpose um, freebie. But yeah, it's, it, it just helps you kind of use more objectivity when deciding 
on whether or not to do something. So, you know, I, I use that myself um, because, yeah, sometimes like, ideas sound great and exciting, but like they're really not, um, they're, they're going to be more of a distraction than a support in terms of, you know, reaching my goals. So, right. yeah. So just trying to have that objectivity and, and, and not just run with the emotion. Right. And I will be linking, um, sharing a link to that freebie that she mentioned um, in the show notes. Having ideas is one thing, executing them is another. Can you share one or two actionable steps that can help mm-hmm. someone who is trying to move from idea to execution? So I think first you need to like, um, fully like flesh it out, like really think about every, every possible aspect of it. So maybe it will be easier to like use an example. So when, 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 when I decided I wanted to do, to have, to throw a festival, Afri Love Fest, um, I had never done anything like that before. (laughs) And, um, yeah, you know, it was like from scratch. So I just thought about, okay, I have been to lots of festivals. What are the things that I liked? What are the things that worked well? Um, you know, you put those down, then think about, okay, what's the user experience, um, going to be like, so I need to think about, you know, every step of somebody's visit, you know, what, what's required, you know, and just kind of brain dump every, every single thing like, okay, I need a way to, to, to have, you know, to sell tickets. I need a place for them to like, for us to mark that they're, they've paid like, you know, every single detail, like no detail is, is, um, un- irrelevant. So like just thinking about the whole, the whole thinking about the experience you want to create. And I think this applies for any idea, whether it's, it's, it's an event or something else like, you know, this idea is going to be consumed by somebody. And so really, putting yourself in that person's shoes and considering every little detail of their experience. Um, And then kind of once you have that humongous, most likely humongous list of things, like figure out, okay, what do you need support with? Like maybe there are things you don't know. Um, You know, I, I always say even writing down as an action point, figuring out what I need to figure out, you know, that's even. Oh, that's a good and, one. Yeah. <laughs> like actually make it a to-do or make it a thing yes. that's part of the, the process. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah, just really um, thinking about all, you've, you've, you kind of brain dumped everything that needs to be considered now. Like how do you, what do you need to, to, create those different things or to kind of figure out those different things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and then, you know, like giving yourself time, um, and yeah, giving yourself time, giving yourself grace, um, and, and, and kind of maybe, maybe mentally preparing that some people won't get it or some people won't believe in, in it. Um, but you know, as long as you do, um, that's what's most important. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Those are great, great, great tips. I'm going to use some of them tonight. (laughs) 
<laughs> I did use some of Lulu's tips immediately after we got off the call because she did, you know, she really dropped some major keys. I hope you do also use some of her advice. Links to everything mentioned in our conversation will be found in the show notes, so don't hesitate to check out the work of Lulu Kitololo. Lulu, thank you so much for being so generous with your time and advice. I am such a fan of everything you have built. You know that. I never hesitate to tell you how awesome I think you are. And that's it for this week. Next week is my birthday episode. Yes, it's my birthday. So it'll be just you and I for a solo dolo episode. I can't wait to connect with you then. So be it. See to it. Have a great week.